Hey there. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive. Mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. I am so excited about this interview. I've been trying to get this interview on the books with Katie Hess for a long time. So I was super grateful that she's super busy, was able to make some time and do this interview all about flower essences. And she actually has been studying them for a really long time. She's the CEO of Lotus Way. And we have a great code for you guys. So stay tuned on how to go ahead and order your own, but flower essences are actually a super, super ancient um, remedy, I guess. I mean, you could say medicine too. Mm -hmm. It's basically like the energy of the flower. And I had no idea, like we, like Dr. and Abby and I have used them for years, not necessarily Lotus Way, but other flower essence companies. And we've always really loved them. But for me, it was really neat to hear the history and sort of how they work in the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I absolutely loved listening to this episode. And like you said, I've loved flower essences and used them for a long time. It was probably one of the first like more fringy kind of supplementation stuff. I started going down like early on in practice and they're so amazing. And you know what? I love to use them with patients. I mean, you guys will learn so many benefits, but I use them a lot with like really sensitive patients. I don't know if you experienced this, but some patients with hardcore nutraceuticals like will have detox reactions or responses or like for kids or pregnant women, like they're just so gentle, but also powerful. And just to support that like emotional energetic body is awesome. Yeah. And I think you guys are probably pretty aware by now that Abby and I both practice neuroemotional technique and love clearing and using um, muscle testing to do work around clearing subconscious blocks and stress that hasn't been cleared in the body. And I have patients all the time who are like, you know, when I'm not seeing you or getting this Mm -hmm. cleared, like what else can I do to help continue breaking these patterns or these old belief systems or initiate change in my life. And flower essences are like the perfect remedy to have people use when they're continuing to work on emotional blocks. Yep. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head with that for people to have something that they're doing on a daily basis to help continue the work. You know, it's like we can do emotional clearings on my table, but what's happening the other, you know, 29 days out of the month. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you doing to continue to stay in that high frequency to release those old patterns? And I also think like, you can't really go wrong with these. Like, I mean, yeah, you can have someone make a specific recommendation or like we utilize kinesiology testing to, to get to the nitty gritty, but like, you kind of talk about the interview, see what you're called to. They have a great quiz on their site that kind of can guide you to, okay, start with these couples, see how you feel. Um, they're just such a great compliment to whatever you're doing right now. 
Totally. I think that's really cool too. It's sort of like this other layer of trusting your body, trusting your intuition, because yeah, it's like essentially what I've taken that quiz side note, like a couple times mm-hmm. and every single time it's the same remedy, which is Whoa. hilarious. And it's that's always cool. the one where I'm like, I don't think I need this one anymore. And then it like pops up again. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, here okay, we go. Taking it forever. Yeah, exactly. So it is kind of interesting, at least for me, I've found it to be really consistent And then if I'm like, okay, you know, like maybe something's changed and you kind of see what you're attracted to and it's something, you know, totally different, which is Mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. So we love it. You guys, we're all about it. You know, we have a special link for you, obviously. So we will leave that in the show notes and it'll be linked on our Instagram account as well that you can um, order your own and see what shows up for you. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. I have been looking forward to today's episode for so long. If I started getting so into flower essences and I'm with Katie Hess today from Lotus Way. Hi, Katie. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about this. So um, just a personal thing before we get started, I've been using flower essences with my patients for probably about five years and working with lots of different companies, um, have sort of come back around to them finding your company, Katie. And I am just loving the results. I'm on like five myself right now. And we'll talk a little bit about all of that. Cause sometimes I'm like, is that okay to be taking this money? Um, and my patients have been having completely amazing results too. And my really sensitive patients can, can feel it immediately as it hits their tongue, which is so cool. So uh, we'll, we'll get to dive into all of that, but um, actually I'll have you introduce yourself first before we ask our, like our every two questions to our guests. So Katie, introduce yourself to our audience. Yes. Uh, Well, my name is Katie Hess. I'm the founder of Lotus Way. I call myself a flower alchemist, um, sort of a self-appointed title, really just to, really just to show my love of, of, of transformative potential through flower remedies. And I've been working with them for over 20 years now. The first 10 years I worked with people one-on-one uh, got to a point where I saw like you're probably seeing so many just like radical shifts in people's faces and their body language and their stories that I felt like I would do the world a disservice if I didn't try to expand in some way. So then the next 10 years were figuring out how to be a business owner and do accounting and grow a team and do marketing and social media and all those crazy things. Um, And so over the last 20 years have really just uh, deepened in the craft and the art of going out into the wild and looking for special flowers and, you know, figuring out new ways to tell the story and reach more people and this is something that I'll devote the rest of my life to. So um, oh it's gosh. a good way and it's so much fun and I get to work with people like you. Um, so, yeah. So awesome. It just, isn't it interesting? It's like the building, the business and the social media piece. It's like, I just want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. But unfortunately that part is necessary. <laughs> 
It's so funny. Okay. So let's dive in before we start talking about all these cool, and I love the word alchemy. So I'm super pumped about that, but let's start. We ask every guest two questions. So the first one is what are you loving drinking these days? You know, the kind of the vision for the podcast was to, you know, sit on a couch and cozy up with whatever your favorite beverage is and just talk about all sorts of really fun topics with experts that we love. So what is your drink of choice these days? So I have this little tincture that has reishi mushroom, but it tastes like cherry cola. So I add that to sparkling water and then I add flower essences. And then I feel like I'm just having this sparkling soda that has no sugar in it. And it's super yummy and good for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that you put flower essences in your drinks. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but that's amazing. Do you have one that you use every morning or is it kind of just more intuitive, like what you need? flower essences. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I mean, it's always changing and it's yeah. okay five at once. Okay. Like, <laughs> I go through times where I'm just like taking one really targeted and then I'll take five or 10 or, and then I'll have other days where I have them all out on the counter and I'll just, you know, pick out what I need for the moment. We have this subscription program called the flower evolution so that I'm like hundred percent devoted to uh, it. Just mm. it's like always the perfect one at the perfect time. And then Let's see. What would be a fun, a fun one right now is the inner knowing. Ooh, I'm taking that one. And luscious embodiment. Taking that one too. Are you? I am. When you started taking luscious embodiment, did you start feeling all the like boundary stuff come up? Oh yeah, definitely. It's like a boundary roto-rooter, like anywhere you're just kind of sliding a little bit. It's like, Right? Yeah. I totally, you know, what's interesting is I didn't really put that correlation, but now if I think about it, there have been so many more where I've had to, I always thought I was pretty good with boundaries, but like little sneaky ones coming up and I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't realize I needed a boundary there. So absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. And then inner knowing is so great too, because it feels like I love like when it feels so perfect for the time, you know, like uh, really encouraging people to trust themselves and to trust sort of the natural unfolding of whatever is coming their way and to be in their own sovereignty and to know what's right for them versus what other people are saying. And, you know, they just like turn up the volume on your inner wisdom, creativity juice to see like what's the next iteration of what you're going to do. Yeah. I love that. I feel like it is kind of, you know, jumping ahead a little bit with just the times right now and how there is so much unknown for people and people are hearing all sorts of different things from their friends or their family or the news or their media. And I think it really starts to drown out their inner, inner voice, their inner, like, I don't even know what I believe anymore. And so Obviously there's lifestyle things you could do, like maybe turn off the TV or you know, whatever. But I think, you know, meditate, you know, get, you know, get quiet. But I think for people who have a hard time tuning in, I feel like that one really amplifies that. Yeah. I'm I mean, I've been so impressed over the last year just watching our community in general and seeing people just be like totally unfazed by the world events. Like every single person I know who's working with flower remedies regularly is like, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of watching people on a stage. 
like they're not, you know, like triggered or pulled in or gripped into all the emotionality and kind of the collective whirling around it. Uh, it's been interesting to see like how, you know, I always knew flower essences will reconnect you with the deepest part of you, but especially when there's so much going on in the world, it's been so cool to watch people just root into what is right and real for them. Oh, I love that. That's, it's just so timely. And we are going to have um, a little link at the bottom in our show notes. Um, so you guys, if you're interested in trying these, or maybe you're like making a little list as you're listening to which ones that you want to check out for you, um, you can check the show notes too, to see, you know, what that link is so you can get started on them. And I'm, I'm totally skipping over our second question. So I'm going to go back. Um, so what is your latest biohack, Katie? Oh man, you know, I've been exploring biofeedback. So yeah, it's, you know, and I, I haven't gotten to the point where I can personally from my own experience, I never recommend things unless I've personally tried them, but I am in the process of really digging deep and trying um, two different machines um, that scan your, your body's frequencies that not only as a diagnostic tool that can save lots of money on blood tests, you know, to just tell you like you're low in iron or your food sensitivity is this. Right. That's amazing. And then also to receive back frequencies that can help balance that. So I love that. That's it. Have you been exploring different companies, like different machines? I went based off the recommendation of a, of one of our customers or wholesalers. um, Yeah. Who works with biofeedback here in Arizona and cool. she's just like raved about um, these two particular machines. So we're yeah. trying, awesome. uh, but I take recommendations. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've, we can talk about this a little bit more offline too, but I've, I've used different ones with different, some of my mentors had some, or I've played around with some at seminars and I mean, I don't know. I do feel like that's where medicine is headed anyways. I've felt like that for a long time. Like I'm a muscle testing doctor, so I I work a ton with energy anyways. And it's always great to see, you know, feedback from like something that's like written out, like this is good to avoid, or this is good to take. Right. Um, But I do feel like the future is all of those kind sort of biofeedback machines because the body is always changing. And I feel like labs are just like a snapshot and they can be so amazing, but something like a biofeedback machine, I feel like just gives you that whole picture based off where you are energetically. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, you'll have to keep me posted on, on how you're enjoying them. Okay, I will. <laughs> so first, how about we just start at the very basic? Tell us and teach us a little bit about what flower essences actually are. Yeah, so I like to start with historical context because I think it just makes it so much easier to understand. They've been around for thousands of years and it's a kind of romantic, right? The, the old way of working with flower essences is um, you know, the Aborigines in Australia, we've seen it. We've seen it in Central America. We've seen it in the Himalayas. We've seen it in Europe. And essentially the healers, the medicine men and women, the shaman, uh, the alchemists and doctors would recommend their patients to go out into the wild. And they knew which flowers, like, okay, you're gonna go down this path, find the yellow one with this many petals and you're gonna drink the dew drops every morning from the top of that flower. Wow. And 
luckily, you know, we found ways to scale it because it wouldn't be practical in today's day and age. Um, but it is very romantic to think about doing that every day. Yeah. Or like in Central America, uh, you know, if you're going through a major transition, medicine women might go into a garden and select special flowers for you, soak them in water in the sunlight and then dump it over your head. Wow. So there, yeah, so many beautiful rituals. And even in the Himalayas, uh, monks and nuns and yogis and yoginis would do these long fasting retreats alone in caves, surviving off of essentially like the essence of gemstones and flowers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the kind of the concept has been around for a long time. It wasn't until the 1930s, 40s that uh, Dr. Edward Bach, who was started out as an allopathic doctor, he became frustrated with the limitations of medicine. Then he transitioned into homeopathy. And at some point he became frustrated with the limitations of homeopathy. And then he just turned to his backyard and his and his garden. And he essentially figured out a way to scale the dewdrops and, and get them into a bottle. The process is called solar infusion. Uh, like the bottom line is the sun is sort of the driver, the catalyst that pulls out the healing frequencies or you know, chi flow, if you want to think about it in terms of the Far East, um, from the flowers, imprints them into the water. Water's like a recording device, just like the rainbowy, shiny stuff on the back of a CD or DVD. Mm -hmm. And then we add alcohol so that it stays in Tigris. And then when you put it in your body or on your body, it's essentially like an acupuncture treatment without the needles. It's working through your meridians, your chakras, your nadis. It's looking for areas of stagnancy, um, removing static. And for people who hear that and think that's kind of out there, right? Like, so you're telling me there's some sort of floral Wi-Fi, And if I go <laughs> in nature that I'm like receiving the latest, you know, upgrades or downloads from mother nature, it sounds a little bit woo woo to some people. And I love when people are skeptical because I think the most powerful sort of testimony is when you just are open enough to say, well, let me try it for myself. I'm not going to believe what everyone else says. Let me just try it. And then, you know, in your own experience and body. Right. Um, but I love to always talk about the cell phone because, you know, if you like how many of us stop to think how on earth this thing works mm -hmm. or computers or zoom or how we're doing this interview right now right how is it I, like i don't even understand the technology behind videos poetry music um interviews like this writing on these little invisible waves that we can't see mm -hmm. great distances they travel through our bodies through the walls right it's totally nuts. So it's totally nuts. Like if somebody would have told us when we were kids that we were going to be using devices like this, I don't know if we would have believed it. Right. Right. When, when I was a kid, it was always like, oh, we'll have this watch and we can talk to somebody and it's yeah. never going to happen. And then like, like Apple watch. Right. Right. So, I mean, when you think about like the earth is 4.5 billion years old, always nature has the technology before we have it as humans. So hundred percent. Oh, I love that. That's so true. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. And some of the best things in life are the things we can't see like love. Oh, totally love, but we know it exists. So is it so far fetched to think that flowers have this innate wisdom? You know, they know when to grow, they know when to bloom. 
Uh, and each one of the 40,000 different species on the planet has a specific benefit for us, which is just mind blowing. And I can tell you from 20 years of experience, <clears throat> anything that you could imagine as a human being of like how bizarre and weird your mind or your emotional states can be or whatever weird patterns you have from childhood, there is a flower for it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 40,000. Yeah. There's a flower for whatever you're feeling. Oh my gosh. That's such a beautiful explanation. And I feel like that would be like a nice little soundbite for me when patients are just skeptical about all sorts of different types of things, right? Like homeopathy or herbs or any of these things. And I always like to say like the medicine that we, a lot of people know today is actually way newer right? Like all of this stuff is so ancient. It's been around for so much longer than all of the stuff that people think of today as like more, you know, natural or, you know, alternative. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's ancient. So I, I love that explanation. Thank you for that. So you kind of touched on it a little bit of how the essences work to heal our body. They sort of seek out any imbalances and work with our chakra systems. Is that basically what you were saying? Yeah. And you can take it as, yeah, I mean, it's like such a complex, you can take it as deep or as shallow as you want to go. I mean, you can think of it in terms of, you know, you're on a lot of electronics, you've got all these invisible waves kind of like, you know, messing with your own energy system. And there are flowers out there that can harmonize that and help you sleep better. I mean, that alone is kind of miraculous. Yes. But then you can take it you know, very, very, really deep. And my flower essence teacher would say that what flower essences are actually doing is they're, or one of the things that they're doing is working on the six to eight generations of our family lineage of patterns. So, Ooh. you know, when we reach 35 or whatever the age is and we're like, oh my God, I sound just like my mom or I sound just like my dad or how is that possible? the flower remedies will help you mine out who you are. So it's not like a pattern that your great, great grandmother had, and you're not just repeating your lineage, Um, you know, good, bad, ugly, like bless their hearts. We choose our families. Right. And that's a gift. Um, But we also want to like really get to the bottom of who we are. And there are also other ways that you can um, like transfer information and patterning that affects like, um, sexual relations. There's an exchange of energetic patterning. So sometimes people will say, okay, I'm ready to get rid of those patterns because I'm ready to move on from that relationship. Or, you know, masters of many different spiritual traditions would say, we retain the energy of our sexual partners for up to seven years. Wow. And there are flowers like pomegranate, which is in radiant energy that can shorten that time window to one year and there are no double blind you know studies this is all based on you know passed down wisdom Uh, but you can go very deep in terms of what are the things that are affecting how we think how we feel how we see the world and how I like to think of flower remedies in a nutshell is they kind of open up your blind spots Mm. so And they like widen your perspective. So there's first you start seeing things about yourself that you didn't see before in a really gentle way. Like, oh, I do that thing. Or like, oh, I'm actually really impatient. Or, oh, I interrupt people. Or, you know, like 
these little things you're like, oh gosh, I need to work on that. And then they also like widen the space between you and your reactions or whatever your triggers are. So without flower essences, I feel like, can you hear the micro school in the background? I can, uh, so cute. <laughs> we, we started a micro school um, last year. I love that. Um, but like, so instead of like something bothering you and just like really get gripping you and you feel like you're in it, there's this sense of spaciousness where it's almost like you can see it bubble up. It's like, oh, wow, there's that thing that makes me really angry, but it's out here. Mm -hmm. So you can just observe it and like bubbles coming up to the surface that comes up, it goes out and then that's it. I love um, that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a tool that everyone should be on because why wouldn't we want to like take the edge off of life, right? Right. Strains a little more ease. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I love the generational stuff because I feel like there are, you know, like you said, we bless and love our ancestors, but there might be patterns that people want to break in their generations before they pass them on to their kids or, you know. That's the thing is, you, I mean, the Iroquois have some beautiful quote about this where you when you change something inside yourself, it's multidimensional. So you're not only liberating your ancestors, but you're liberating your children. So if, if you kind of get to the bottom and uproot some of these deeper patterns, you free your parents and you free your children, which is so inspiring. And I've seen it happen with my own eyes. I mean, it's like, we're that powerful. Isn't right? that amazing? I love that all the time when we say, um, when we work with our patients and we do, we use some stuff called NET, which is helpful for clearing emotional things. And without getting too into it, we say, you know, when you receive a clearing, everyone receives a clearing. And even if that's hard to conceptualize, it's the, like, how beautiful is that to free your parents or free your grandparents from, I just think that's amazing. And just by taking these flower essences, it's so incredible. So I think, you know, you kind of spoke to it again already with how the flower essences work with the subconscious mind or any sort of um, belief patterns, but is it easier than if you're able to see an emotion that you don't, you know, like impatience, you said, and you're able to kind of observe it and see it out there, it's easier to step away from and it's easier to change, correct? It's easier in that moment to step away from it, which mm -hmm. like doesn't trigger the whole domino of everything that happens at that point. It's mm -hmm. easier to make a different choice. And every time we make a different choice, it's like solidifying that different choice. And I mean, there are certain patterns that I see the flower essence is just simply uprooting. Like you really don't have to exert any effort. There's nothing to fix about you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing you have to solve. There's nothing you have to do. It is literally just, you're aware of it, you see it. And the moment you're aware of it, it's like something liberates it. And not that I wanna say it's easy, right? Like if, you know, if you're like, in the throngs of jealousy or feeling left out or feeling like you don't belong or something really painful, it's not necessarily easy in that moment to observe it, but the observation is literally the dissolution. So if you can just sort of take a deep breath and kind of root in and like watch it and be with it and open to it and like, you know, open the container of compassion to yourself, uh,
it can transform and it can like liberate itself from your system. And also if you perceive that it's like you feel a little bit of space between you and it, you don't run into that habitual thing that we tend to do where we think that that's actually us or we think that that's ours, right? Like we hear uh, in Buddhist tradition so often people saying, your emotions are the clouds, but you're the sky. Like mm. none of that stuff is you. That's not actually you. Like the real you is so big, you probably can't even perceive it. So there's less of a tendency to feel like, oh, that's mine or I'm that way. It's just so much more fluid. It's like up, out, coming, going, gone. And we can like rebirth ourselves in every moment. Oh my gosh. I love that too. Cause I feel like so many people, if they think, a, I think Dr. Joe Dispenza said it, it's like, if you think a thought and then you keep thinking that thought over and over again, then it becomes a mood and people feel like their moods or their thoughts are them. So how could they possibly ever get any space or traction away from that without a lot of work or a lot of therapy? Yeah. And we think they're real. Mm-hmm. We think that it's real. Like what, like as human beings, we can create, like, we're like attorneys, like we can create like cases in our mind, right? Like we can create these whole scenarios based on conditioning and projection. Like, and we literally, if we kind of catch ourselves in it, we catch ourselves creating these whole dramatic scenes of, you know, what she said and what he said. And then it meant this about me and, oh, we can get really elaborate, you know, building these castles of things that just aren't even real or true. No. So like how nice to just have like a little support from mother nature to kind of put a wedge in that door. Yeah. Like, like maybe that's not true or maybe it doesn't matter. Or maybe I could just breathe through it. Or maybe I could just wait an hour and see how I feel in an hour. And then you know, it just changes. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're not putting so much attention on it, right? Because where your attention goes, your energy goes. And so if you're, if there's all of a sudden not so much on it, you haven't made it mean all these things about you or who you are, then it's not so sticky anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's really beautiful. So, okay. So I remember reading something, but I want you to explain it. So let's say, let's say inner knowing and people are like, oh, that sounds really great for right now. There's all this information coming at me. How long do you stay on the result for, or on the flower essence for, like until you see a result, does it do, do different things change the longer that you're on a certain remedy, like after a month or. Man, that's such a great question. Um, okay. I'm going to talk, I'm going to think in terms of like infinite love. Cause I think that's such a great place for people to start. I'm on that one too. <laughs> I swear you're going to name all five that I'm on before the end of this interview. Yeah. So infinite love. Okay. It's just such a great example because it's the blend of flowers that I feel like every human being on the planet needs at least once in their lifetime and probably repeatedly because we're so self-critical. We are so hard on ourselves. We don't accept ourselves fully. You know, there's, yeah, sure. I love my body, but like, what about that little cellulite that, uh, you know, we're always measuring and, um, and not allowing ourselves enough time to, to take a break and enjoy. Um, so how long do you have to take it? If it's your first time taking flower remedies, I would say be really reckless about it and 
take them for at least three to four weeks. Usually 21 days is, is an amount of time that, however, you should feel a difference within three to five days. I, I always feel like mm. it's not like multivitamins where it's like, is this really helping me? Like if right. the flower essences are supercharged, you, you should feel a difference in three to five days unless you're consuming tons of white sugar or are on like um, psychotropic medications. Then it might take a month delay for it to get through. Um, I knew a woman once who said, you know, I just have so many things around love right now that I'm just going to take it for six months straight. And she felt like it was her, you know, her spirit animal. It was like the one she could really just keep working things out and evolving over time. The cool thing is that as human beings, we know, we know what we need and we know when we're ready for a change. So when you notice yourself, like, not being as entranced or drawn or like you just want to take it, then it's probably time for a different remedy. But Infinite Love as a blend has been around for 10 years. So wow. you'd think like, oh yeah, people don't need it. No, I need it. I'm taking it now. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we always need more love. So does that answer your question? That does answer your question. So if you take like that woman who takes infinite love and she's like, I'm going to take it for six months. You should expect it to maybe, or I don't know, you tell me just keep deepening and unlocking different things the longer you're on it. Or is it more as like the longer you're on it, it's kind of just keeping you stable. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, both. So God, that's a great question, Nicole. Uh, both. So there are certain blends, like if you were really going to take one for three years, I would say that's probably more stabilizing factor. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to want to push the envelope with specific things that arise in your psyche in the moment that they arise to really keep pushing the envelope at your evolution. So both. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, what I like about infinite love and why I've recommended it for some patients too, is in order to, I feel like, and I'll have you speak to this, but in order to give a lot of love, there has to be a full container, right? So your kids, it's like, people are like, oh, I just feel like I'm snappier with my kids, or I am working with tons of patients right now, or I'm a teacher or whatever it is. We all have people in our life that we're giving love to or caring for somebody. And if you're feeling short or impatient or it's like, I've, I feel like, why not fill your container fuller of love so that you're able to be then gentler with the people around you too? Absolutely. And sometimes that's, oh, I'm going to go sit in the hot tub in the sauna. And sometimes that's just taking a moment in your car and like sitting with that irritation, like, oh, man, I'm so irritated, right? Oh, it's so hard for me right now. It's hard to be human. <sighs> okay. And then you like fill up just by making space. Right. And giving yourself more love if you have been irritated or impatient. I mean, like you said, so many people are hard on themselves. And I think, you know, what's interesting before, you know, a lot of how I first found your podcast and your, or not your podcast, but you were on a podcast 
and your company was really around hormones. And I work with a lot of women who want to heal hormones. Any of our hormone episodes that we have in our podcast are top, 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 you know, I mean, I think it's just something that there's so many things out there right now that throw women's hormones. And so I really learned about radiant energy, that one that you spoke about before. And so I guess my question around how long you should be on one, like we know our cycles as women are 28 to 34 days, right? So it's, it's long. So if you're going to be doing maybe something like radiant energy or squash blossom or something for hormones, I would think to really give it some time, you know, give it a couple cycles and see what unfolds. Is that, is that right? Or what do you think? I mean, I am on it constantly. Like I just put a serum on my bathroom sink and every night as a ritual, before I go to bed, I put some on my belly, just Hmm. that consistent use um, to keep the cycle regular and keep things not so painful during menstruation. If someone has painful periods, typically they'll notice, or say like they don't have a period or a regular periods, typically they'll notice within one month. It's not the kind of acute, like, oh, I have cramps. But if you use it for a month, uh, by the next month, you totally feel a difference. And it's so funny because all the, there's a handful of girls on my team who have painful periods and we get lazy and we're like, you know, taking this orchid and that orchid and we're like, I already an energy. <laughs> like, so, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> and then out of laziness, we don't take it. And then suddenly, you know, periods are painful again. And then we go back to it and it's like, dang, this stuff works. That's amazing. So there's something to be said about certain ones that your body needs. It's good to just kind of keep consistently. I think of it in terms of like, there are some, you know, adaptogens that we just want to take every day because they're like very slowly building our vitality and keeping us, you know, nice longevity, living long. And then there are other herbs that we don't want to take all the time. Like maybe we need a little boost of echinacea and then that's it. Yeah. I love that. That's perfect. So to your point about the serums and I really like the elixirs. Some of my patients really love the sprays. Why would you choose one way of using something or the medium versus another one? Yeah, experience. Mm. Like what brings you joy? Um, What's fun for you? I mean, initially, flower remedies are traditionally taken internally. And I could say that, you know, 10 years ago, I realized that not everyone was going to want to do that. So we created all these different other vehicles but really it just comes down to like, what are you going to love more? Cause if yeah. people love aromatherapy and they just want to miss that on all day long, then that's the one for them. Right. You know? Or if they love the anointing oils and they just love like that yummy perfume. Yeah. It's the one for them. Or if you're more like you and I, where it's just like, I'm going to put this in my coffee, tea, water bottle. And every moment it's going to remind me to drink more water and it's doing something. Yeah. Um, then, you know, then that's the way. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So how would you, and you could do like you were telling me before we went on a turbo flower reading, but (laughs) how do you, it's the coolest name. How do you recommend people pick their remedies? Because you do have a really cool quiz on your, on your website. And you also said that, you know, as humans, we know what we need, you know, what we're drawn to 
So yeah, how do you recommend people pick? You can 500% trust your senses. So whatever your eyes are drawn to in the moment, whatever your nose is drawn to in the moment, whatever your taste is drawn to in the moment. If you, we have a sister company that makes dark chocolate and they infuse it with flower essences. What? I do not know about this okay. and I need to. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's so good and it's therapeutic. Yeah. Um, and who doesn't love chocolate? Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so you can trust how, you know, how you taste things and what you're drawn to. You can trust yourself um, or even just like the words you're drawn to. The quickest is which flower looks the most interesting to me. So like, for example, if you want to go on our website, um, if you want to do it now, there's a little, uh, oh, okay, I'll do it. There's a little button in the upper left-hand corner. And if you click on it, tell me, just like call out the names of the flowers that you see. And I can just do like a quick reflection back to you. Okay. And this change you know, for, for your listeners, like this may change moment to moment. So this is just Nicole right now in a snapshot. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. Um, okay. Definitely the pomegranate. Okay. And then if you click that, it'll advance mm -hmm. to the the red rose, the fireweed, the white lily, the white water lily, Ooh, the passion flower, the white magnolia, and the red hibiscus. Oh, there's one more. The gardenia. Oh, cool. Okay. So the first one you picked is the pomegranate, and that is the superhero for women's hormones. And oh, cool. Cycles, and but it's also really good for creativity and making sure that you don't take on other people's stress. Hmm. Makes sense. Red rose is the hero and the champion at dissolving any kind of messaging in our DNA around struggle. So if there's any area where oh. you find yourself like having to make it hard, mm -hmm. it just brings in so much more nourishment and nurturing and tenderness. I feel like that's such a good generational one, right? It's like how many, how many of us in our generations are like, you have to work hard to get what you want. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs rest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's for everyone. <laughs> um, fireweed. Fireweed is a, is a really cool flower because it will come in after there have been forest fires and Ooh. it literally needs the heat of the flame to open the seed pod. And it's like the healer. It's the healer flower. It heals old wounds of the heart. So something that happened to you when you were in the womb or a baby or little that is somehow still in your system. Mm -hmm. This flower will help liberate the, you know, old bad memories or something that's there that you might not even know is there. Oh, I like that one. Uh, white water lily is for enhancing your senses. So like you can hear better, see better, smell better, taste better. And it is helping you identify where synchronicity lies and kind of this magicness about life. Oh, cool. Uh, passion flower, you may find 
recently that you're maybe on high RPMs or just like your nervous system is a little overtaxed. Mm-hmm. You need more rest, naps, better sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, does that resonate? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, white magnolia. It's interesting. I find a lot of healers, practitioners, doctors are choosing this flower recently. Hmm. And it's about knowing that you are in your divine timing. It's like, I'm in the right place. I'm in the right time. This isn't just routine. This isn't just rehearsal. This is my moment where everything that I've done in life is culminating to this point of divine timing. Oh, cool. That's, that's helpful. I think, especially when things seem bleak sometimes out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Red hibiscus is when we have had a long time. This is kind of everybody right now too. It's like a long time of one stressful thing happening after another. Um, It's just like one thing and then another thing. And I hear like, when does this end? Right. (laughs) (laughs) It brings in this sense of like light at the end of a tunnel and kind of reframing things, seeing them in a new perspective. Oh, cool. And last one, gardenia is, mm-hmm. gardenia is very yin. It's like seeing what we think are our shadows or weaknesses and seeing how they're actually strengths. So this, if you work with this particular flower, it will, it will actually like help you see what you thought were weaknesses as strengths. Oh, cool. I love that. Thank you for my reading. And it's going to, and I think too, after, if I put in my info, it it gives you a blend maybe, right? Or it gives you one that you, cool. That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, it just makes so much sense that what we're attracted to is really what we're, what we need. I love that concept. And people, again, it's like building that trusting yourself muscle too. And so question, do you get to just travel all over and find these flowers and are you still finding new ones are you just like how does that process work yeah and that's that's kind of like that's what I consider vacation (laughs) yeah (laughs) I bet um yeah typically we would go three times a year or so to do the collection process and it has been really amazing and fun and magical I mean just you know, as I've allowed myself to have more fun in my business, um, it's looked like collecting flowers in Iceland. Oh, oh, and then we're next to a hot springs. Well, that works out. Um, or Costa Rica or, um, you know, the plains in the middle of the United States, really beautiful places that are off the beaten track that are really wild and pristine. Oh, cool. This past year, I didn't travel very much. I collected some forest orchids in Arizona, but I'm really looking forward to traveling again. Awesome. I bet. <laughs> and just, else is too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I feel like it's so, it, it seems not crucial, but it seems like something that's part of what you do. I mean, being able to explore and find new things and it seems awesome. So last question is there are, you know, different flower essence companies out there. Like, what do you, what makes Lotus Way a little different? Oh, we're fun and colorful and um, you can see the flowers and it's all about what's right with you. There's nothing that's wrong that needs to be fixed. Um, 
and I mean, sometimes some companies, the, the founders aren't here anymore. So it's nice to know that there's somebody actively collecting, actively working with the earth, finding yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of good companies out there. I mean, I would look at, you know, like who's the founder and what does their packaging look like? And what are you drawn to, to see like, what's the best fit for you? Um, but I would say we are just constantly evolving. And so if you're looking for flower remedies that are just kind of always inspiring you to go further in your inner exploration, um, we really, as a company, do that from the inside out. Like we really push ourselves to grow. And I mean, I don't know what other flower essence companies are doing. Yeah. <laughs> there are like yeah. amazing ones out there. <laughs> right. Um, but I can tell you that we're, you know, really, really striving to be in our authenticity and, and doing the work ourselves because we know that that will ripple out. I love it. It's perfect. So Katie, where can people find you or where is your company most active? And yeah. Yeah. So you can find us on Lotus Way and it's W-E-I. Uh, we're on Instagram quite a bit um, and some of the other social media channels. We'll be popping on some of the new ones. I'm kind of interested in like yeah. jumping ship and finding, you know, like Telegram and Gap. And I hear all these different, you know, new channels. Yeah. Um, so we'll be joining the crowd soon, but you cool. can find us in all the usual places. And if you're ever in Phoenix, Arizona, please come and visit us. We have the Self-Arising Nature Center here. Ooh, cool. Um, store and events and healing space. Um, so please feel free to come and visit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to come visit. That sounds amazing. Okay, Katie. Well, thank you so much for being on. I feel like I learned so much and I hope this is so helpful for people because I get questions all the time and now I can just push them right on over to this episode. So thank you so much for being on. Oh my God. Thank you for being such a great partner. The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. Information provided here and products recommended or sold on coffeewiththedocs.com and or our podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by the site and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a face-to-face -face consultation with your physician and should not be construed as medical advice of any sort. By using any of this information or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release Dr. Nicole Huffman and Dr. Abby Kramer and its partners and guests from any and all liability whatsoever, including that arising from negligence.